You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Quick reminder, the show is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code, let them know we sent you. So on today's show, I don't really want to dive into more of the labor stuff. I just find it depressing uh, in the extreme to talk about. Uh, I find it just all uh, making it like I, I'm going to look forward to baseball. I'm going to enjoy watching baseball. I'm just not super invested. I find myself just less of a fan uh, in general. I like baseball, but uh, you know maybe when they start playing, it'll all go away, and I'll just be happy to have the Indians in front of me. But right now, I'm just not very compelled towards it. So until we get something definitive, I just don't see a point in continuing to drag this up and all of us sifting through the amount of negativity that is the MLB uh, discussion about what's going to happen. Uh, it feels like more likely than not, at some point, uh, we're just going to get a 50-game season because that is what they agreed to back when they made this first deal. There would be 50 games and that uh, the commissioner could just make a season at any point in time with 50 games and just kind of declare it. Uh, the recent COVID issue is going to push everything back and you know that just goes to say what I talked about on Friday's pod. Uh, you know I recorded that before the COVID story broke with the Phillies and Blue Jays uh, and then that's exactly what my concern has been. They're spending all this time arguing with each other and debating and the real issue is how you're going to even go forward with this with this many players because we're not just talking about you know, 26-man rosters now. We're talking about 50 players uh, bubbled in situations, and it's it's going to be a logistical nightmare. So I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll see what happens going forward. Today's show, I've got some listener mail. The Indians made another undrafted free agent signing, and we're going to dive into some more team history as we're just running out of current events to talk about. So let's first dive over into the listener mail portion, just lead off there. I want to make sure not to butcher his name again. Uh, this is a returnee, Zahn Zayner. Tell me on Facebook if I got it right or wrong. I think I'm getting better at it. He mentioned, you know, I talked about he was the one who talked about the 50-man to begin with. Who was going to be on the 50-man? And one name he didn't hear was Bobby Bradley. Let's just talk about Bobby Bradley. Well, he is on the 40-man. So that's why when I wasn't going through specific players, he is already on the 40-man, and I just kind of left it there and didn't push beyond that. But if we're pushing beyond it, Bobby Bradley is in an odd situation because he is a first base DH. The Indians have a lot of players whose best position is DH when you get right down to it. Uh, guys like Domingo Santana, Fran Mel Reyes, I mean, one of them is going to start in the outfield and uh, neither of them are good at it. You have uh, Santana at first base who is a better defender than Bradley is. It just sets him up where it's going to be hard for him to find time. He'll absolutely be there in terms of someone who is on the list of players to get an opportunity. If someone goes down, he should probably be one of the first guys to consider out. But when we look at who was likely going to be kind of on that top 30 or so players, it was not uh, Bobby Bradley. And if someone does go down from that group of guys we talked about, it's probably Daniel Johnson or Kaye Tom who get that opportunity before Bobby Bradley, who's already on the roster. He got that small look last year. It didn't go great. And there's just too many other issues in his game that make it hard for him to uh, be someone you're going to count on or trust. At the height of his value, it was probably the most, the best he was ever rated was when he was initially drafted. He went to Arizona, tore the cover off the ball, 
And then next year he hit for a lot of power as well. But there's always been contact issues. There's always been really bad splits. He's probably a platoon bat at best. And yes, he hit a lot of home runs last year in one of the worst parks in terms of uh, design because it just everyone hits for power there and you can't really evaluate based on power numbers and with the juiced ball and AAA. So those make it stand out. I like Bobby Bradley. I think he is a potential major leaguer in any given year. He's just very limited because of the lack of walks uh, with the combined likely low average means he's going to have low on base skills. I mean, he's a poor man's Chris Carter. Do people remember him? The uh, Wasn't that his name? The first baseman slash outfielder. Pause the podcast and just double check that I did not mess that up. No, I was right. Chris Carter is the guy. Uh, if you don't remember, he's the guy who in 2016 hit 41 home runs and 2017 only got 62 games in the majors because he's a career 217, 311 on base. And even though he has pretty solid slugging percentage, his OPS pluses were, I mean, at peak, his OPS pluses actually weren't bad, but he is all or nothing. He's going to lead the league in strikeouts, but what Carter gives you and Bradley doesn't is Carter would also walk. Bradley doesn't really do that. So that makes him less valuable. And again, Chris Carter is a guy who had a season with 37 home runs and a season with 41 home runs. So he also probably has higher power capabilities than Bobby Bradley. So Bobby Bradley is just in a hard place for him to earn playing time. You know, if he played another position, we'd be great. We'd be talking about it. But when you are a first base only guy, it just limits you so much. So yeah, he's he's one of the 50. He's there. I just think it's going to be hard for him to find a spot. I mean, you almost need an injury to Carlos Santana. And in that case, who's going to play first base? Is it going to be Bobby Bradley or is it Jake Bowers instead? I think they go with Bowers first. I mean, I think Bradley is below about four or five guys for the first base DH position at this point in time. So let's talk about the Indians' newest addition. They signed their first undrafted prep player over the weekend. His name is Alonzo Richardson. He is 17 years old out of Helix High School in La Mesa, California. He was committed to go to San Diego State University. 17-year-old California player, up-the-middle talent. I am shocked. No, I'm not shocked at all. He is exactly uh, what the Indians look for. A little bit undersized as well, if you are curious about that. Uh, Under six feet. He is an exceptional athlete. Very good, just physical tools. Young for his class. Raw, two-way player. Undersized, needs to get bigger and filled out. But you're just betting on the athleticism. The Indians are going to try him as a two-way guy. I think he has a better chance as a pitcher than as an infielder, which might be unusual because he is undersized. Uh, being 5'11", that's a better height for an infielder than a pitcher. But, you know, even though he, he can use a lot of, like, mass and just getting bigger and stronger, he's already kind of in that low low 90s, upper 80s, can throw a curveball. There's some stuff there where I'm like, I think he's got relief potential. Now, the Indians trying him as a two-way guy uh, is very interesting because he could be what I've kind of talked about, like the you know, the, the Goldilocks zone, uh, as it were, of two-way players. If you're not familiar with the idea of the Goldilocks zone, uh, you know, the story of you know Goldilocks and the, the three bears, you're trying to find the one that's just right. Well, they use that when they're talking about uh, planets, of trying to find planets in the Goldilocks zone or the just right zone for life. Well, for two-way players, you want to find that perfect balance of a guy who's a high-usage backup and a high-usage reliever. So someone who might 
get into about 70, 80 games as a reliever, but might also get about 300 at-bats um, as a backup player. Like That's going to be, for most players who work at the two-way thing, the ideal. That's what you're looking for, uh, for it to work out for the best. And I think that could be what Richardson does. Alonzo Richardson, as I said, needs to get stronger, add some mass. I would recommend that he checks out Built Bar. Going over to BuiltBar.com using our promo code Locked On, you can get some nice protein bars that taste fantastic that I, you can go over, and we've talked about everyone in our little chat loves. It's not just us selling a product. It's us selling a product we all enjoy. But uh, it'd be the perfect thing for a young player like uh, like Alonzo Richardson. It's going to help him with the protein and fiber to put on mass. It doesn't have the sugar in things he doesn't need, but it tastes good, and it's going to be a bar that he will keep going back to. So I would make that recommendation right now. If you need to get bigger, stronger, it's a good protein bar that tastes fantastic. BuiltBar.com, go and use that promo code Locked On. Even if you can't use the promotion right now, remember, just putting it in lets them know that we sent you there, and that helps us out tremendously. RockAuto.com is our other one, and I've always been honest on this podcast, and I know nothing about cars. I can't change my own oil. I can't do anything. Uh, I can change fluid, like wiper fluid. That's not changing. I can add. I can top things off in my car. That's about all I can do. Uh, But even though I have no knowledge of cars, I can still go and very easily navigate the rockauto.com uh, website. It's very intuitive. It's very easy to use. You're going to be able to find your car, your make, and always remember this place. You want to use it because car parts are one of those things where people are going to try to hose you at every turn. Having rockauto.com in your back pocket allows you to check and make sure you are getting the right price. You are getting a good price and that you are getting the best product. Rockauto.com is going to beat most places. So you're going to go there. You're going to go in the little how did you find out about us box. You're going to say locked locked on right in there. And that's going to let them know that we sent you. And that helps us out. And going to rockauto.com is going to help you out. So check out rockauto.com. So now that we know how Alonzo Richardson can get bigger, let's talk about him a little bit more because he's fascinating to me at this point in time just because he's 17 years old. He is so young. Why is he willing to sign with the Indians, you might be asking. Well, I can tell you right now from personal experience talking to players throughout the years, not every player gets a full-ride scholarship. Baseball is a bit limited in terms of its full-ride scholarships. A lot of players go on partial scholarships. Uh, A player that comes to mind for me is Kobe Vance. Now, that name might not be familiar to you, or it could be familiar to you, as, as Kobe Vance was drafted by the Cleveland Indians and then eventually redrafted by the Oakland Athletics. He was taking the 16th round of the 2015 draft. If a player goes in the teens, that means a team legitimately wants to try to sign them. Uh, Eventually, he would go to Alabama. He had a really strong freshman year, never, or started out very strong as a freshman, and picked it up a bit as a sophomore. And then his junior year continued to, you know, improve. It just wasn't a standout skill, and that's why he eventually went in the 18th round. And he's been in their lower minors. But my point here in bringing up Kobe Vance is he went to Alabama, but he didn't have a full ride there. So he was not a complete full ride scholarship. And this is a player who was taken in the 16th round, good enough to be you know, a relatively high draft pick. And I remember reading about him at the time that he had a partial scholarship to Alabama. Now, if you are Alonzo Richardson and you don't have a full scholarship, I'm not saying, I don't know if he does or he doesn't. That's often hard information to track down. But even if it was 90%, the deal is any of these high school players in their contract, yes, he's getting 200 or 200, he wishes, he's getting 20000 
right now to sign. So he's got $20,000, 20000 more than he had the day before. Written into those contracts for every single prep player is that teams, there's a time limit on it, but teams will pay for you to go back to school to a certain amount of money or for so many years after you graduate and pay for the incidentals as well. So sometimes that little stipulation, which is in every contract that a high school player signs, is worth more than some of the scholarships players get. So that's why a player like Alonzo Richardson, who is so young, has a lot of reasons why in three years he could be much higher paid, but he's taking the risk now, wants to start his career now. Because even if things don't work out, he always has that in his back pocket. He can always go back to school and it'll be on the Indian's dime. And that is written into every contract. And that is why we are seeing more of these high school players sign. So that's something to keep in mind when uh, people ask me, why are high school kids signing? One, we don't know about their financial backgrounds, what their family history is. All that stuff could be there. Or it could just be they're going to get a better deal by signing because what's written in that contract is going to be more money than they would have gotten from their partial scholarship or even from a full scholarship because of the incidentals that sometimes get included in that uh, in that part of their contract when they sign with the major league team. So that's just always something to keep in mind. That is why someone like that would sign. And Richardson, like I said, very interesting. I don't think he was a top 500 guy anywhere, but he is just Indians to a T. I mean, he is... I'm trying to find his birthday uh he's listed as you know 17 years eight months at the time of the draft so you add four months it's like he's gonna turn 18 in october exceptionally young uh it just makes him every single way uh type of guy the indians go for i think he's the most interesting player they signed i did have someone ask me about the velocity on arias and kate smith they're your typical kind of low 90s uh college pitchers i didn't see anything beyond that with them i don't know either of them super well a lot of it was me just doing the uh the pounding the uh the looking at the box box scores texting some people getting some base information because you know fresno isn't always a program i look at hawaii is rarely a program i spend much time on if i'm being honest and i just was not super familiar with them before they were added to the Indians, at least in the case of Joe Donovan, I, I spend time with the Big Ten because I live near it, so that makes it something I know better. The other thing we have to talk about with Richardson is the curveball, which had really good spin rate data. That is also something that comes up with him, and we know the Indians like spin rate. So when you're looking at the whole package here, young first class, spin rates, California, undersized, uh, advanced secondary offering, did I mention athletic? It could get mentioned twice. That is so important to all this. And again, I think he's kind of a perfect profile for that two-way guy. There will be the exceptions to the rule, the players who can maybe be full-time in both roles. But for the most part, I think you're looking for that player who is high, high ceiling backup and a high usage reliever. But we'll also see. Again, he's just 17 years old. He's a stick. He's 5'11". I mean, it's not inconceivable. He could get bigger. So we'll see what happens. Just an interesting prospect. To me, the most interesting of the undrafted players that the Indians have signed so far. So this show is coming out the day after Father's Day. And since I had talked about what happened with my father uh, earlier in the year, I just wanted to kind of check back in and, you know, let people know what's going on. As much as I wanted to do a Father's Day broadcast with my father... The truth of the matter is technology is not 
his friend, and it would be really hard to do that with him. And rather than risk frustration or bad quality, I'm going to try to do that when I finally get to see him next. Uh, the good news is that the idea of a podcast is possible. Yes, there is some word lossage. Yes, there is some struggling with memory. But uh, right before things got very bad with COVID, he was able to go back home and he's taking care of himself. Now, there are things like physical therapy that are needed post a stroke and he has to do that. And there's been other difficulty just in terms of finding gross motor. But from the situation where I recorded the podcast where I was afraid I was going to lose my father after the stroke to where we are now has been remarkable. And I just consider myself... Um, lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it, to this point in time that he is essentially able to live independently still. Is his quality of life as high as it was before? No. But is it kind of a minor miracle that this dude who's been smoking for 50 plus years and after he went in, it was revealed he's had previous strokes of a minor variety and he was able to get through this one with just, in the grand scheme, smaller issues. Because to me, if he is able to be independent that everything else about that stroke is small compared to what I've seen before with strokes and what I've heard talking to others. So again, um, just to loop people in, because I made this a, pri- a pub, you know, a private thing, very public on the podcast, I will have my father on. Um, I'm hoping maybe to have it occur within the next few weeks. Um, you know, I've been very good about staying uh, in my bubble, so I feel like I can go see him and not risk uh, his life. But Hopefully I'll have that. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about baseball and all those things about uh, what made my father you know, love baseball, all the fun stuff. If you have any good questions you'd like to hear uh, father and son discuss, let me know on my Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. You can email me at uh, JeffMLBDraft at gmail.com. You can find my Facebook and message me. But we'll just see how long that conversation goes. It could be one podcast. It could be multiple because I'm going to ask him all the baseball questions. I've never really known, like... Honestly, I don't know who my father's favorite player was. It feels odd to me. I don't know that. I don't know what team was his favorite of all time. So I'm going to I'm going to dig get that, you know, the information, uh, find out what players he liked, what teams he liked, what seasons stood out the most and who pushed his love of sports. So that is my update. Uh sadly, because of the craziness of the world right now, I have not had that chance to sit down and record that all in podcast form. So I've been I know I told everyone don't wait, but I know I'm going to see him soon. So for in this case, I am waiting a bit so I can sit down and record it and share with everyone else. But yeah, uh, I know there's still people asking about that. And I just want to happily say, you know, it's still a road and there's still some things that are hard for him. But I consider myself to be, again, lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it, that uh, he has come through as strong as he has. So again, just thank you to everyone who had kind words and, you know, who commented and um, offered their strength and support during those times. Uh, It's looking good. So thanks again. I want to thank you all for listening. As always, this podcast only exists because you out there enjoy it. You rate, review, you download, you comment, you interact with me. Uh, Without you, there is no podcast. So thank you to each and every one of you. It means the world. Every review, every download, every interaction. Never think like, I don't want to bother Jeff. Because if you're in my audience, we're on a first name basis. You can call me Jeff. Uh, It's never a bother. Uh, I may not get back to you the quickest. Uh, Having a two-year-old, I get distracted. I mean, I am ADD to begin with. So uh, 
if I don't, you know, respond right away. It could also be I'm just saving it for the podcast, to be honest. So, again, you know, always feel free to reach out with a question. It just helps make the show better. You can, I already talked about all the places you can find me. I've already thanked you all because you are all fantastic. And as always, go tribe. <laughs>